In Paul's letters in the Bible, Paul addresses all the members of the early Christian communities as saints. Saints meant only all the people who were trying to follow the faith, no one any better or worse than anyone else. And this Sunday, we are talking about saints as simply those people who have nurtured our faith in some way. So I hope as you listen to Judith and Jim, your own memories and thoughts will be sparked about who have been those saints in your lives. I feel very privileged to stand here today to talk about the saints in my life and thank Pastor Kelly and all of you for this opportunity. Pastor Kelly has asked Jim and myself um, to consider saints those people who have nurtured, taught, shaped, or influenced our faith. I've been a part of the Methodist Church for most of my life, and while Methodists do have a certain understanding of saints as holy people, it hasn't been a major concept in our denominational vocabulary. However, I'm very interested in Russian Orthodox and Byzantine iconography, which is centered on sacred images of Christ, of Mary, archangels, and lots and lots and lots and lots of saints. So I do know a bit about the traditional notion of saints. The most helpful way for me to think about them is that they are markers or touchstones of significance, which is a huge word in my faith vocabulary. In thinking about my saints, I focus on those people who have been significant in my life and who in turn have pushed me to lead a life of faith and engagement with others. So, who are these saintish folks? Well, they've pretty much been my pastors, and there have been a number of them over the past many years. I'll tell you about four of them briefly. The first was John Zimmer of the Fullerton United Methodist Church in Southern California. John Zimmer was pretty much the beloved pastor of my parents, and he was beholden to the three-point sermon. I assume the three-point sermon was a seminary class taught in the 1950s, and as I understand it, John was a master of it. I am completely unable to tell you about any of these sermons— and or what John's theology might have been. But what I learned was that the worship service, and particularly the sermon, could be invigorating, analytical, and communal. And I learned this through my parents' response to the sermon. After Sunday morning and on into the following week, my parents would continue to discuss and debate John's sermon even if only to remind themselves what were the three points. It was a lesson to me as a young person that conversation of faith occurred not only on Sundays, but was of significance throughout the week. So back to those Orthodox Byzantine saints icons. They are often given titles such as Saint George the Dragon Slayer or Saint Gabriel the Angel with the Golden Hair. Thus, I will give Pastor John Zimmer the title of St. John of the Three Points. So his is very Trinitarian. 
My second Sanish pastor was Neil McPherson of the Church of the Crossroads, a part of the United Church of Christ, or Congregational denomination in Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, Hawaii is a special place with a multitude of faiths and of gods, and Church of the Crossroads was founded in the 1930s by three diverse young college women who were originally of non-Christian faiths and needed a place for Bible study. That church and Pastor Neil had a tremendous respect for the sacred in all life. Each year, our congregation would attend family camp at Mokuleia on the north shore of Oahu, and each year, Pastor Neil would lead us on a hike along the coastline or into the mountain rainforest. Before each hike, Neil would have us form a circle and pray to our Christian God and also offer thanks to the multitude of Hawaiian gods and spirits who had tended the earth over the centuries, as it was that earth that we were about to walk upon. Here my faith learned to honor the sacredness of the universe and perhaps gained gained a tinge of humility. Here, too, my sons began to experience the glimmers of their own faith from Pastor Neil, whom I will title Saint Neil of the Sacred Earth. Pastor Eileen Lindsay has also been of significance to me here at Davis United Methodist Church. Eileen was pastor when my family joined the church in 2000, and my abiding vision of her is of holding a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. Her gift to me was a faith that could be used as a lens to bring the world into focus. Often Eileen would preach a sermon that pulled together scripture and current or historic events. She taught me the importance of interpreting and living a faith that has to be active and engaged in the modern world, that has to consider and respond to those who are disenfranchised and in need. Thus, I still walk with St. Eileen of the global community. My fourth saintish pastor has taught me a lot about how to approach my own notion of God. Over the past several years here at Davis United Methodist Church, Pastor Kelly Love has helped me to see that I can always go forth with God even when I don't understand God. Kathy, Kelly has taught me about trust, that my notion of God can evolve and expand, that my faith is multidimensional and never static, and that I can listen and I can act. The most profound moment for me each week is the Sunday benediction, when Pastor Kelly sends us outward into the community to practice our faith with justice, mercy, and kindness. Thus, for me, she is St. Kelly of the godly going forth. On All Saints Day, I celebrate these pastors who have pushed me outward rather than inward, have taught me that faith is active, that faith is about engaging in life, whether it be wrestling with the Sunday sermon, uh, finding the sacred along every path and shore, embracing the events of the world with concern, or going forth with a God of compassion. Thank you.
Good morning. Please be a little patient with me if I stumble. I had cataract surgery this week, and I, I don't see quite right. When Pastor Kelly asked me to talk about the saints I have known, I was surprised and a bit uh, uh, hesitant. Um, while mine was not a church-going family when I was growing up, and we never talked about or even thought about saints. On further reflection, though, I realized that two of my relatives really were saints who helped me uh, shape my religious values. My parents and other relatives and friends certainly have strongly influenced uh, my values and beliefs, but today I'll focus on just these two. One was my uncle, Joe Callahan. Uncle Joe was born 1887 into a dirt-poor Irish-American family in Livermore. He left school after sixth grade, but worked hard and eventually lifted himself up to become owner of the local bank in Livermore. His operating principles were shaped by his own experiences, and he gave bank loans based on character rather than the borrower's social standing. Accordingly, during the Depression, he gave loans to two Japanese-American families so they could buy farms, despite the strong racial prejudices at the time. His doing so was extremely unpopular. When World War II broke out, these two families, like all West Coast Japanese-Americans, were sent off to Japanese relocation camps. People in Livermore quickly started to demand access to their farms and to steal farm equipment. Uncle Joe used his power as holder of the mortgages to impound the farms and hire guards to protect the buildings and equipment. This, too, was extremely unpopular, and there was grumbling about it in town, but Uncle Joe persisted because he thought it was right. When the war ended, most Japanese-Americans left the relocation camps to find they had lost their homes and all their possessions. But these two families returned to Livermore to intact, fully equipped farms. They never forgot. For 60 years, every year they, and then their children, and then their grandchildren would deliver boxes of fruits and vegetables to Uncle Joe and then to his widow. They stopped only when Joe's widow died at age 99. The other saint was my maternal grandfather. He was born 1877 in Red Bluff, a small town 100 miles north of here, the son of a small dry goods merchant. Schools there only went to eighth grade, but he worked with tutors after graduating from school, then attended a finishing school at what is now University of the Pacific, and finally graduated from University of California, Berkeley, in 1901, the second person from Tehama County to go to college. He worked as a school teacher several years, then went into business and was successful. In the 1920s, he invested his money in real estate in Oakland, eventually building 12 homes and financing them himself. When the Depression hit, 
Many of the owners of Grandpa's homes lost their jobs and could not pay their mortgages. Grandpa realized that they were hardworking, honest people, and it was not their fault that they couldn't pay their mortgages. And as long as they paid whatever they could afford, he never foreclosed. Many people lost their homes in the Depression, but not these 12 families. Grandpa, however, lost much of his accumulated wealth and died a relatively poor man. But he died happy, knowing he had maintained his integrity. Uncle Joe and Grandpa did these things before I was born, but my parents told, them, told me their stories as part of my moral education. Since I knew Uncle Joe and Grandpa personally quite well and visited them often while growing up, their stories were very personal and profoundly influenced me. What I learned from them was the importance of compassion, social justice, and standing up for what you believe in. I've tried, however humbly as I could, to live up to their examples. Most of my life, I never attended or belonged to a church. When Helen decided that our daughter should grow up in a church, we had no denominational loyalty and we went church shopping. I learned that Davis United Methodist Church espouses and exemplifies these same values of compassion, social justice, and integrity, which the church calls witness, and I felt comfortable joining this church. Once here, I studied the Bible, took discipleship classes, and learned that Jesus perfectly exemplified the same values as Uncle Joe and Grandpa, and I became comfortable calling myself a Christian. Thank you.